everybody to Sharpen That Axe, a podcast dedicated to strengthening your skills as a guitar player. Uh, my name is Dylan Murphy. With me, as always, is my co-host, John Gillen. John, say a thing. Greetings. Yeah, Great. Say, say a thing. <laughs> Yay. Hello. You said the thing. Uh, I'm recording in uh, wonderfully wet Galway, Ireland. John is in beautiful... Is it is it true that Colorado Springs is like really elevated? Yes. Yeah, yeah we are. we are at... Oh gosh, six thousand some odd feet. It's it's pretty high. I don't know. That's eighteen hundred meters or something like that. So, oh John, um, I was referring to the marijuana laws in terms of elevated. Oh. <laughs> anyway, can't, guitar uh, you, can't, <laughs> you can't buy commercial <laughs> stuff. I, I'll tell you that. So there you go have to have the prescription so live and learn uh so we are we are not a drug paraphernalia podcast we are a guitar improvement podcast but today we have a mini episode and before we were talking about different techniques if you want to go back and check out some of our uh, previous episodes they run about 15 to 25 minutes long usually and but now we are talking about (laughs) we used to have a segment on a show called pedal talk or gear talk i can't even remember it's so long ago Um, we used to to talk about essentially different types of pedals when they were used and it's a topic that you know we're a little older a little wiser and we think we should maybe revisit it in terms of explaining pedals their uses what makes you know and comparisons because there's an awful lot of confusion in between you know, certain t- types of pedals, which brings us to our topic today, uh, which is essentially overdrives and distortions and maybe a cheeky little bit of fuzz. If you're into that sort of thing, uh, we'll be discussing that. So, yeah, so I suppose the biggest opening question is, and it's probably a very much uh, a Googled guitar question for people that are new to the instrument and new to the world of effects is what is the difference between overdrive and distortion? Before I answer my always preconception of this question was I asked my you know more experienced guitar playing friends and the word warmth would always come up it's like (laughs) it's like when you have a friend that's really into vinyl it's the word that keeps on coming up and so warmth John would you how would you describe to a to a newbie you are an experienced guitar teacher in Silver Sound Guitar Studio in Colorado Springs a student comes into you and wants to know the difference between distortion and overdrive, and he wants to buy his first pedal. What would you say? Uh, first, thanks for the shameless plug for the studio. But the <laughs> essentially, distortion and overdrive are trying to do two different things. They both represent clipping. It's just the amount of clipping. So, for example, the idea of an overdrive is when you are dealing with an overdriven amp. So you're cranking that amp all the way up, right? And that's kind of the the idea. What that does is you're saturating the tubes in a tube amp, and it and just kind of takes a little bit of a clip off of that waveform. And so what happens is it it sends out this slightly distorted signal, but it's also compressed. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas distortion, it's a similar idea, but what's happening is it's clipped considerably more. So that the amount of clipping is going to be higher. It's really going to compress that sound a little bit more and just drive things and break things up a little bit more. So usually what people are referring to is the idea of distortion having more warmth to it. It's, uh, it tends to be less harsh. So classic distortion pedals or, or something new, like one of the great ones, uh, like a soul food or something like that, which could be used more as a clean boost. 
but you kind of think of boosting the signal and really pushing it. Uh, the, of course, a tube screamer gives you that idea as well. Whereas distortion really starts with this idea of fuzz, which is these almost like breaking up of the signal because the electronics are failing or something like that, where, or in, in fact, Ray Davies, right? Slicing, yeah. slicing the amp speaker in order to yeah. create that first really distorted sound. And that's really what we're getting at. It's, it's a, it boosts a high gain signal already and um, will kind of just allow that clipping. It, it creates a little bit more noise, yeah. but at the same time, it's going to just break up the signal a little bit more and it's not so much pushing the amp as it is creating that distortion before the amp. Before the amp, cool. Yeah, so that, th thank you. That was a really uh, succinct explanation. I, yeah, I think it's funny, like I, when I was started playing guitar and the players that I was listening to, I suppose it kind of comes down to genres of music. But at the start, I was really into distortion and like getting a great distorted tone because of the bands that I was listening to. Nirvana, the Foo Fighters, um, kind of Smashing Pumpkins, Radiohead even, there was a real like sense of distortion there. And that kind of really comes with that era of music. And now that I'm a bit more, you know, I, don't, I have more experience with guitar and dialing in amps and gear, I find that overdrive is a much more, I don't know, a much more desirable thing because you're, you're, you're really trying to use the amp. You're not trying to create this sort of, it's kind of like a distortion is kind of like an artificial thing. It's very much like, it's much tinnier. It's a much more aggressive. And I, I think that overdrive is a much more, I don't know, you know, in the quest for tone, a, a decent overdrive. Yeah. And you can even, you can even see it in the prices of the pedals themselves. If you look up, uh, like you know, the best distortion pedals on the market versus the best overdrive on the pe pe pedals on the market. Excuse me. There's a real differentiation in you know in in what you're gonna shell out. So for example, like if we take the one of the most famous distortion pedals on the market is the Boss. Is it the DS One? And um, this is yeah. yeah. Yeah, which you can get for secondhand for like 40, 50 euro. Like you you are mm -hmm. not you are not shelling out a lot. Though it should be noted that this pedal was popularized by Kurt Cobain and his original um you know, his original model ran, you know, right. ten, well, paid for, and it ran was, for it last year. It was, it, it was actually grand. used by Satriani and Steve Vai in those in a lot of those eighties records as well. So when you think about like uh, the sounds from Surfing with an Alien. There's yeah. a lot of distortion pedals on there, especially on those leads. So a lot of times with a distortion pedal, you really want to be thinking about power chords or lead lines. It, trying to do any other chord work with a distortion pedal there just ends up in kind of a disaster. <laughs> There's yeah, just a lot of noise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Much, much harder to control. If you're banging away on power chords it's one thing but if you're trying to get a decent like open chord sound or anything like that mm -hmm. yeah it's not gonna really go that way but then again if you go on to say if i say overdrive pedal to you john what would you know what models would stick out to you um you know like like we said the tube screamer is always kind of a classic one and one of the ones that's just kind of the go-to I think more modern ones, the full tone OCD is pretty popular. Like I said, the soul food is a great one that can be used as a clean drive. I've even known a few people that have stacked one where they just really crank the gain on one. Yes. And then the other one is 
uh, almost like a clean boost. So you get kind of two stages. The JHS double barrel, if you've got the cash to fork over for it, that's <laughs> always a good one uh, because it really, again, it's a two-stage overdrive that offers a whole lot of flexibility and a whole lot of extra room that you just uh, don't get, I guess, with something smaller. Yeah, I, I think with that, it really much very much depends on what you're going for. Um, a pedal that I fell in love with and used on my rig for ages was a Boss Blues driver. Uh, I think it's a really, really great kind of low gain overdrive. Mm -hmm. you, it, you can, it can do, you know, it can kind of push your amp to the right extent. And then if you really want to crank it, it can, you know, you can really get a lot of noise out of it if that's what you're going for. And it goes yeah. great with a Stratocaster, which is what I played for ages. So yeah, I, I suppose it kind of comes down to really what you're looking for. So I suppose now we should maybe touch a little bit on fuzz. Um, <laughs> I think you mentioned before our conversation that fuzz is very much like it's one of the early sounds. It's one of the yeah. The fuzz has really weird history attached to it, namely that, like I said before, it kind of comes from this idea of like a, a failing electronics. <laughs> and there's a good like you can think of your classic fuzz tunes, of course. Um, Obviously, Nirvana used fuzz as well. You've got Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton, you know, early cream. A lot of that stuff is, is fuzz. But um, it uh, you could also sort of get it from like a broken speaker cone or something like that. But this weird buzzing and little little bit of history here. I came across this, thought this was kind of a great just uh, explanation of it. This is from Gear Rank. And... In 1961, a sound engineer by the name of Glenn Snotty invented a circuit to replicate a sound of a channel strip with malfunctioning components. Okay. And so obviously, like, why on earth would Glenn Snotty do this, right? So he was working on a Marty Robbins tune, and he there was a guitar solo that was recorded on a malfunctioning console strip. And the producer asked him to recreate it and this was the first, the maestro fuzz tone. This was the very first maestro fuzz tone, which is, you know, your classic germanium fuzz. Um, it's, it's a very different sound. And it's, you know, the white stripes would, other, would be a more modern example of kind of what that sounds like to really think about um, that oversaturated, yeah. fuzzy sound. Got like blue orchid or lazaretto a lot of like it's the thing is everybody i think jack white is very you know he's created a whole sound using two pedals he's he's got a fuzz pedal and he's got a whammy pedal and that's it and that is his sound yeah and he just it works he got there first fair play to him but you know everybody has a fuzz pedal now you've got like hendrix has a fuzz pedal you know um our old friend bonamassa has a fuzz pedal i mean <laughs> The, the, even the history of the Big Muff pedal itself, which is a really like interesting. Yeah. But I remember we did talk about it before. It's just yeah. in terms yeah. of like there's been so many different incarnations of that pedal that it's just. But it's great. It turns up everywhere. I'm a massive fan of early Smashing Pumpkins. The later stuff, not so much. But I think it was very much that using fuzz to create a soundscape. Like it, Billy Corgan on those early albums, Geesh, Absolutely. Dream. Yeah, he would yeah. just layer 
guitars on top of one another just to create this massive explosion of sound. And it was all thanks to the big muff. Like it was all thanks to pedals like that, that made that possible. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, you know, cherub rock that of course is a, is a great one as well. When you, you, you can really pick out the fuzz. Yeah. In that, we highly encourage in that people to, too. yeah, we encourage people to look up like the history of fuzz pedals, especially the big muff. It's, it's really, really interesting. And um, the fuzz face is always a classic one as well. I think Clapton used that one. Um, yeah, there's yes. so many different incarnations. Yeah, and believe it or not, I mean, Eric Johnson uses a fuzz face as well. Oh, really? Like of all the players, you would certainly not think of somebody like him uh, that would that would use that. See, he can do no wrong in our eyes. He's just like, <laughs> he wants to use a fuzz, he can use a fuzz. Let him use a fuzz. Yeah. It's, it's funny because it's definitely not, um, he's not somebody that you would think of that would use that. You know, and another one that actually comes to mind is Muse. Like music yes. uses a lot of those super fuzzy tones. So that would be another good good band to check out for that. Like uh, you you can really hear a lot. Of, it's just, it's a weird sound and it is an acquired taste. I do think it's, and it's um, like super massive black hole. That's actually a good example of yeah. a really kind of fuzzy distorted tone, which is different than as we were talking about before that DS1, which just kind of really adds a lot of uh, gain and grit. And then if you kind of back that off and you think of classic Van Halen sounds, he's not actually using an overdrive pedal, but he achieves those sounds through just pushing that amp as hard as he possibly can. And that's kind of more the, the overdrive is then meant to design or to simulate, right? It's designed to simulate that sound of really driving an amp. Um, or if you are playing through a valve amp that you're really just pushing that signal extra hard as it goes through. So, um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff that you can get into. It's definitely a different vibe with each one of these things. And it, I think even though fuzz gets lumped into distortion, it's it's a different beast, man. Um, I'm not really a fuzz fan when it comes to <laughs> like I, I don't own one. So and I just don't see myself buying. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's 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 something that you know if you have a board, it's it's you know especially like the original fuzz face and the big muff, like they're big pedals. They would take up a lot of space. Yeah, and you know it's just you're probably not going to use it that often unless you're in a Pumpkins tribute band or something. Um, <laughs> I think I, I always think of that solo to that song "Little Sister" by Queens of the Stone Age as well. That's a really interesting octave oh, yeah. fuzz sound. Uh, really kind of unique. Really kind of cut through but it's not something you'd hear very often it's not the most versatile effect in the world yeah so i suppose for overdrive would be kind of my go-to now um you know i've got a soul food i've got a blues driver i've got my keely tone station which actually has two overdrives in it uh yeah it's it's great but it's something that you definitely have to grow into from distortion and it's something that takes a lot it really depends on your amp and your pickups there's just a lot to making it sound good if you had like your favorite overdriven tone john what would stick out to you oh man <sighs> favorite I mean, overdriven tone go, go go ahead you were gonna say i mean you gotta you got you you can't talk about overdriven tone without talking about steve ray vaughn's use of the tube screamer i mean mm -hmm. it, i mean granted you've got you know he was using heavier strings he was using like a very much you know beaten which up if, if you check out Rhett Scholl and Rick Beato stuff he <laughs> may not necessarily be be that much of a deal 
But oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's there a few months back they did some videos on your like how much of a difference strings actually make in terms of let's say you know thickness of your tone, sure. warmth of the tone, um, and there's there's some interesting things, interesting findings there. So worth. Okay. worth checking out so the, well, essentially it, they argue bigger strings do not necessarily mean bigger tone no i mean that's and that's more of a testament to i suppose stevie's use of the actual pedal. i mean he used to stack two tube screamers on top yeah. of each other as far as i know um into as far a fender amp probably would have been I'm, I'm not sure, not hundred percent sure, but yeah, I mean, that's the tone. That's the one that like John Mayer has ripped off, you know, everyone else has kind of tried to get, it's just that real thick, you know, it, it kind of, it doesn't take away from the twang. It just pushes it to the perfect. I mean, that's when I think of like an overdriven tone, that's the one that kind of springs to mind. Yeah, I think that's that's a that's a great great example of that. You know, like I said, I think it's hard to to talk about overdrive and not think of a lot of those big classic rock sounds. But the again, the fact is like that's the amp. It's not the pedal. So the pedal's designed to make that more, let's say, friendly for your neighbors. <laughs> so you don't have a hundred watt amp cranked all the way up. But yeah. We cool that behavior and um, cool it is nice to be talking about effects again it's been a while we've been revisiting like technique and different players and all kind of stuff but we really kind of forgotten and the thing is like you know if you're <laughs> experimenting i suppose now is the time to do it i mean we are all locked in our homes and you know you might have your neighbors but it's it's fun to like i was saying on our last episode how i've been going through the various pedal variations on uh, garage band and I've been having a great time just learning about all these different effects that I've never played around with before so we'll probably keep on the yeah. effects uh, train slash chain and <laughs> for the you know for the next few mini episodes uh, you know we, there, there's just so much out there and the thing is like we've gone to, we've always asked our guests like what kind of pedals they'd take and it's always a different you know it's it's a delay or it's like a good compressor or something so we'll we'll try and get back to it as a topic as a whole sweet friends if you have any queries questions or comments please reach out to us at sharpenthataxe at gmail.com we're also on instagram it is now february so i am back on instagram so i will be uh, there monitoring the content and posting whenever our new episodes are up uh, we really appreciate all the feedback leave us, leave us a good review it only takes a couple of minutes you can do that wherever you uh, cast your pod and yeah friends until next time john have you anything to add no. he's throwing his hands up in throwing surrender his, look at me oh my gosh <laughs> in i know is, that's just um, because of the french jacket i'm wearing isn't it so that's it yes this is yeah. a, an audio medium but i'm gonna take a screenshot to show what you're a cheese eating surrender monkey you're wearing our colors uh friends yeah. stay sharp